studio. We're going to be talking to Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center every Tuesday. We talk health and wellness without the use of drugs and surgery. If you're watching on social media, hit the share button. Feel free to ask questions. Here we go. Good morning. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. Right now it's 9.05 on a Tuesday. My name's Gardy. This is Kickstart. I got Dr. Aaron Chapa in studio. I got Jennifer Withy in studio. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Great, my brother. Like you know, so it was that awkward. Like, who should who, who should, should go speak first? first? Let's try it again and go. <laughs> Great, you know. At the same time, uh, we're doing fantastic. We're excited to be here on the show this morning, and excited to be out with uh, you know, just talk about health and wellness. I mean, the, the more and more we talk about it uh, at our office uh, with patients, and when we're in our uh, you know study time meetings, we realize that there is just so much that people can do to take the bull by the horns and to get healthy, stay healthy, to live well and be well through food, through lifestyle, through detox, through supplements, through um, rest, through thinking, through reading. Uh, there's just so much that we have at our fingertips. And oftentimes I think that we're eluded by the magic wand. Wouldn't you agree? All, all the time. People are always looking for that magic wand, the magic pill. We call it, uh, what do we call it, Megaplex? Is that the yeah, Megaplex. That's people what keep we coming, people, One pill people keep coming that solves up. it all. People keep coming to us saying, <laughs> where's that magic pill? And, you know, that's not, not really, um, that's not really the way things work. And so we have to actually work at this healthcare thing and take care of ourselves. And so I've been... Um, I wanted to come in today because I have been reading this book. It's called uh, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made by uh, Dr. Paul Brand and Philip Yancey. And uh, a patient brought it to me. And it's a kind of a, it's, you know, I mean, as books go right now, it's not old like Shakespeare, but it's 1980 old, right? So <laughs> Old which, like Shakespeare uh, versus 1980. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not the same, right? It's so, old like me. <laughs> <laughs> and so this book's been around a while, and um, it has this beautiful analogy, but at the very beginning it starts to, it makes this um, statement, you know, because as healthcare providers, we see kind of the worst of what the body does. And sometimes it's easy to forget how amazing the human body is and what God made and what God has given us that will protect us, that will create life and vitality if we take care of it. And on the other side of that, think of from a patient's perspective, they think they're the only one suffering with the ails that they have been either plagued with, diagnosed with, uh, that they, you know, have no answers to. Right. And they think, I'm the only one that has to eat perfect. I'm the only one that has to do this and work so hard at this. And it's, it's just not true. We just we want people to see. And that's kind of why we 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 do the radio show. That's why we come in and we do our um, our classes, our monthly classes, just to help people see like we all have to work at this. And so this doctor, he he is, you know, talking about cells in this book. And he says, um, he says, I never tire of viewing these varied specimens or thumbing through books which render cells. Individually, they seem puny and oddly designed, but I know these invisible parts cooperate to lavish me with the phenomenon of life. Every second, my smooth muscle cells modulate the width of my blood cells, gently push matter through my intestines, open and close the plumbing of my kidneys. When things are going well, my heart contracting rhythmically, my brain humming with knowledge, my lymph having tired, having my lymph laving tired cells, I rarely give these cells a passing thought. And so you just start to think about the fact that 
if everything's going right in your body, you just don't think about it. We have a tendency to take for granted what's working well and not come do something to take care of ourselves until we get to that point where things aren't. Well, it's interesting just listening to you paint that picture. Like, you know, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But like if you were, when you get a chance, go back and re listen to that little spiel and just close your eyes and envision like the rivers of energy that are flowing through our bodies, whether nutrition is coming to cells, you know, to nourish, revitalize the cell, or, you know, the lymph or taking waste and, and trash out of the body through the intestines. And I mean, just the, there used to be, there was some movie at some point where um, uh, some, some person got to like micro them size themselves and go into the human body and they got like it was like this war inside the the body and i don't actually i cannot remember the name of it i don't even remember what time frame era it had to be probably in the 80s with this uh old shakespearean book you know no, no, not oh. as old as shakespeare <laughs> i know i know shakespeare was before 1980 i know just in case you easy, didn't know easy. <laughs> it sounds like shakespeare yeah, i was like I are you sure that's not shakespeare i know there was something that you said in there that was like wow. uh, lavish tirelessly or something and i was thinking <laughs> like wow like modular i mean there's like there's words in there that we just kind of like take for granted we use regularly but people in the real world don't you know talk like that when referencing how cells in the body need not be forgotten yeah <laughs> how about that yeah. for a little shakespeare eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good you, you, you definitely are, are you're wishing i'm like i don't i don't know enough shakespeare to have this conversation i'm not sure i don't either like uh, maybe i just shouldn't bring it up <laughs> well i know but I, I was excited it made me excited inside but i mean but i mean think think about that uh, the power of thought i mean I don't, does he talk about any um, ideas around how thought can influence cells in the body? I don't think he really looks at it. Or is it from strictly a, nutrition? It's, it's more, this, this is more like a biologic biology book. The interesting thing about the book is, and the reason I, I've, I've just found it completely fascinating, is that it has a beautiful analogy to the body of Christ. And the body of Christ, you know, we... we we have this challenge in our heads. How, do, how does many people make one body? And um, Or that one of us is a hand or a finger, and, we, and that <coughs> hand or finger has value. Absolutely. And so we think about that. And so we have such a, a, a curious mindset over here in the United States where, you know, I mean, of all the people I don't want to quit, don't want them to quit their jobs, it's, it's my trash collectors right like if they stop showing up we're in, it's we're in big trouble i was about to say something yeah, else you, i know you were going to <laughs> almost went there. frontal lobe actually engaged, <laughs> engaged. That's, that's really impressive uh, just in time for everybody to see it right <laughs> so that's what the frontal lobe, lobe engaging yeah, looks er, like yeah, everybody right. saw it <laughs> His, it does work from time to it time it does work and so the picture is this is that these trillions of cells in the body are Would you all say working together how many I just said trillions. Maybe you could trillions. correct me. Are you correct? No, right. no. I, I, I'm not correcting. I just want to emphasize the word trillions. Yeah. Like, we, let's not use that lightly. That's a lot. That's a lot. And so these cells are in our body, um, and they are, they are um, working together um, to make sure that you function as a human being, which is fascinating. Like, God not only had to make all of us human beings but he had to make all of these cells for us to um 
for our bodies to function. And so, so this, this, if you remember in, you know, the passage that you were alluding to a second ago in first Corinthians, first Corinthians 12, um, where, where Paul's talking about how, um, the body, it's many parts, right? You know, you should, the hand shouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a foot, so I'm no good. Right. And so this guy rewrote that thinking about it from the cellular perspective and, you know, at Living Well, we talk about what? All oh. life starts and stops at the cellular level. Right. And, and so nutrition's the fundamental backbone that drives it forward or allows it to spiral off into no man's land. And and you brought up the point a second ago. How many cells? Trillions. Right. So there's all these cells. They have to synergistically work together. And they need the nutrition. Yeah. Right. And so this is what we get to do on a daily basis. But this guy rewrites that. And I'm going to just read this. I, this book, I, would, I mean, I'd love to just summarize it, but there's just so many passages mm-hmm. that are just like, I'd just rather read it, right, and let you hear it for yourself. But he rewrites that from a cellular perspective, this idea of 1 Corinthians 12. And he says, the body is one unit, though it is made up of many cells. So he's making this analogy back. And he says, and though all its cells are many, they form one body. If the white cell should say, because I am not a brain cell, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the muscle cell should say to the optic nerve cell, because I am not an optic nerve, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an optic nerve cell, where would be the ability to walk? If the whole body were an auditory nerve, where would be the sense of sight? But in fact, God has arranged the cells in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If all cells were the same, where would the body be? As it is, there are many cells, but one body. Well, so we've talked about in previous shows where, you know, cells come together to build tissues and then tissues come together to make, you know, organs and then or uh, and then those organs synergistically unite to become an organ system and the system is what allows us to detox the system is what allows us to think to to love to feel to smell to taste to pray uh, to Mm. sleep and rest to play and have fun to experience all the things that we have uh, in you know in the human experience is through synergy and so Stephen Covey in his seven habits of highly effective people, uh, his last habit is sharpen, um, you know, uh, sharpening the saw, like you, you leveraging your relationships to enhance your ability to thrive. And it sounds to me just like that is these cells are called to function in a certain way inside of their lane. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And what happens when the cells don't function with inside their lane? We call that a rogue cell. A, a rogue cell. Or we, a potential cancerous cell. And, that, and that's what people a lot of times come to us with, right? They, they're recognizing that the body's not functioning. Like it like ought it to. Like it ought to. And, you know, uh, so many times, what, what do you call it? The case of the suddenlies? suddenlies yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have those. this case of the suddenlies, right? And so we think about the idea of um, suddenly I gained 40 pounds, mm. right? I mean, and I, this happens to us a lot. People come in and they'll be like, I have not changed my diet. I haven't, ch- I, I never exercised. I, nothing's changed. But all of a sudden this year I gained 40 pounds. 
How does that happen? Something I mean, had to change. Something had to change. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that if it changes so slowly that we don't see it and that we don't take hold inventory of, it, of it, we don't take inventory of it, we're not actively pursuing our health and wellness. And that's, I think that's one of well, the things that's really hard for us is that we are, we're out there, people come to us when things are breaking down and really we're a wellness clinic. Yeah, yeah, where people should be coming in to stay well, not to get well. Now, right. we get people well without drugs and surgery. That's one of our mantras and mottos. Um, well, and that's because the body is so forgiving, giving, yeah. right? And that's how, like, that's how we have to be with each other as the body of Christ. The body's forgiving. Hmm. It works together. These cells work together. We as humans must work together as the body of Christ. And with that picture and so we of course it's forgiving we can we can get change and recover but it's only by God's grace and by his design this fearfully and wonderfully made design but there is something it's not only is it designed there's there's an expectation because in uh, and I've said it before Romans 12 1 I beseech thee therefore brethren by the mercies of God. So God gives us mercy, right, just to be alive and to be present, to have cells to function, um, to offer our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. So it's the, he's not asking us to be <clears throat> over-the-top extraordinary, just reasonably sacrifice things, right? Yeah. And so what is it, what do you think, you know, in relationship to our part, would this guy you know, say in, in order to enhance the cells? Because you said it's kind of more of a biology, physiology type of a book. R say that again? So, look, what do you think, what do you think the sacrifice, because obviously we're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? Like what I'm listening to right now with you, and I'm, I'm going, wow, like, I, I mean, I, I know this stuff, but it still fascinates me. Uh -huh. I can just think about it. But yet, what is our part to play as uh, patrons well, of health? Did, did our parts as practitioners or no, our no, parts no. As, as, human, patrons, as, a human, as a human? As a human, that we have to so actively what was that? So sacrifice. So go ahead and, and, and repeat that verse you just quoted. I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present yourself a living sacrifice. Yeah. Right? And so, what but does what that is mean? That? Like that's a that, that that's like Christianese. Like, what is it to be a living sacrifice? A living sacrifice. So, I think of it, and I think of everything that I do to take care of my body is something. It, it's a it's an act. This is something I have to do on a daily basis to take care of myself. And so, if I am <laughs> doing that, makes me this, think of something. My, my wife one time goes, "Honey, I I drank my my allotted intake of water today." And I said, you did? And, I, and she goes, yeah, what does that mean? I said, it means you get to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> right, because that's a living sacrifice. If you could do it once and be done, I don't have to keep living it. Yeah. It's but not it, once and done. But I think, uh, I think a lot of times people feel that when we use the word sacrifice, like they really have to give up something. Like it's like a, a you know, sacrifice doesn't sound enjoyable, right? And I think that uh, too often we have this expectation that, that being healthy is not an, an enjoyable process. But could you well, imagine is, the alternative? The, well, it's just the same as um, what Christ talks about. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. If we walk in that lane, if we walk in that lane taking care of ourselves, it's a whole lot easier. 
How much harder is it to get somebody's health back? Oh, well, it's what we talk about all the time. Guardy, when's the best time to plant an oak tree? 30 years ago. <laughs> when's the next best time to plant an oak tree? You got to start today. <laughs> so with health, it's the same game. Like in the beginning, disease is very easy to fix, but very difficult to recognize. It's like a weed. Mm -hmm. It takes me five minutes to go out and pick the weeds if I stay on top of it, right? Once a week. But if I allow it to percolate into something, They'll overtake the garden. They'll overtake the garden. The The trunk will get too big. Then I'm, now I'm spinning. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get this thing out of my beds. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a, it becomes more and more of a problem. And so in the end, disease is easy to recognize but hard to fix. Right. And so we have to start, you know, we have to be consciously intentional with our daily living practices. And that's what, that's what we get to do. We get to do that. And so if you're walking in that lane, you know, it's a lot easier to walk in your lane and to hold your, you know, there's, there's no pulling, there's no struggling when you're walking in your lane and you're making those easy decisions one day at a time, right? And But, you know, to that, back to the water story, you know, you say you get to do it again tomorrow. Like, like we don't get to drink our water today to make up for tomorrow we don't get to sleep tomorrow to make up for not sleeping today yeah i think people also uh, just simply on the water note you know because i think that we underestimate the power of water in the body i had a you know patient yesterday he goes how come i'm always dehydrated and come in here and i said because you i mean like legitimately do you drink <laughs> enough water and he goes well i mean i did today I said, that's because you knew you were coming in here, and I was going to tell you you're going to be dehydrated. <laughs> and he goes, well, that's probably that's true. And I said, how much water did you drink yesterday? And it was like, so yesterday was what, Monday, and it was Sunday. And uh, he goes, oh, no, none. I mean, I was out, you know, doing outdoor activities, and I didn't have any water. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I said, how much water did you have on Saturday? And he goes, oh, man, I worked all day, and I was, you know, working on the car and doing this. And I, you know, I think, to come think of it, I didn't. So it's like, you know, two days in a row— more probably, but let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. It's two days in a row of dehydration, and we're gonna we think that we can just flood it in on the morning of uh, our visit, and that the body's gonna respond that quick. It, it does. And that's the crazy right? thing, but though, it, is it does. It does, but it doesn't. Right? And so we think. Oh, but I, I think I that we we live in a world of instant gratification. We want these cells magic wand. I want it now, and I want it yesterday, and. I don't want it to cost me much, and I really don't want to sacrifice a whole lot. Like that is a, 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 a mindset that a lot of people have, and and I mean, but how do how do we help people see that it's enjoyable, and that the word sacrifice is not a not a, a bad word. A bad word. It's a opportunist opportunist word. It's a opportunity to fly higher in life. To to keep your minds attention your heart's affection on christ who set the ultimate goal of sacrifice i mean at least we're not going to get you know strung up on a tree <laughs> that's and and i hope yeah we hope <laughs> right we hope but in 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 god's economy all of those things uh good or bad that come that come at us that our experiences make us who we are and make us a, a better part of the body of christ help us to serve um each other and i think that's you know, you, you just you look back at that analogy and every time you say something, you can just kind of go back to the analogy. What what are those cells doing to serve one another? And so he makes great distinction talking about the white blood cells. Uh, so what's the white purpose of the white blood cells, Chop? They're our immune system. They're our they actually, interestingly, I saw, you know, you had uh, 
showed me one of these quotes and it really fascinated me you know the white blood cell runs at danger mm. it attacks those foes that present themselves that at or at odds with the synergy of the body and what do we always say about you know shared goals build unity yeah shared goals build unity so if you have a a cell structure that is all about getting healthy staying healthy living being vibrant as humanly possible in our flesh and then all of a sudden the synergy of the immune system sees a rogue agent rolling through and it doesn't do anything about it that could potentially be a problem right absolutely so that and that's what I mean, I guess that's probably your autoimmune conditions, right? People are suffering from autoimmune conditions oh, where the body wow, yeah. doesn't, where the cells aren't doing what they're supposed to. This is the oh, the, and the worse, wording. they're they're attacking the body, right? Because they they don't they don't recognize. So you, wouldn't them. that be a little bit like division? If we're going to keep it Christ-centered today, and the and biblically centered, like wouldn't that be what the Bible talks about—a house divided? Absolutely. And so those rogue cells. Are they become parasites, cancers in the system? Those rogue cells are not working. They're, they've stopped working for for the, the body, shared goal for the shared goal of keeping the body well. Which the irony in that is that they actually are. What they the cells actually are? They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. So whenever they turn into a parasite, yeah, yeah, right. So so let's just take talk life. about that's so their let's job. talk about yeah, let's talk about the cancer cell, right? And so this guy talks about in here this cancer cell, um, these tumors, these tumors that he's describing. Um, he's describing these tumor cells that are made up of fat cells. And he says he takes the tumor out and he looks at the cells. And guess what they're doing? Everything they want to do. They're working exactly like fat cells. They just are bringing in the fat, bringing in the fat, bringing in the fat. But what they're not doing is accepting the withdrawal slip. They're just getting fat, just taking care of themselves, just take care of themselves, oh. just take care of themselves. They have a me, well, me, me why, mentality. Me, me, me mentality. So why do when when we see people with fat cells that we can't get rid of, what do we what do we immediately think? Detox. No, detox. Yeah. Because it. the body's this cell has decided I I better protect this guy because he doesn't know how to protect himself. He keeps because the body assumes that we're gonna stop. It you know, I had a question yesterday. What happens if it's what happens if it's X? What if happens if it's mole, right? That's causing me these problems. And so, well, ideally, we get you out of that situation. Literally. But what what if you don't, and you just keep putting it in? Sooner or later, it's going to overtake you. It's going to overtake it. And these fat cells, it's basically are saying, well, I got to protect this guy because he, I mean, he keeps being exposed to this chemical to this metal, to this situation. He keeps being exposed to it. So instead of letting him take care of himself, I'm going to just take care of it myself. And this cell is out there building this tumor, trying to protect you on its own instead of looking at the whole body, instead of going from that perspective. And, and it's, the, the analogy will, will break down if you push it too far, but it's, it's that conversation of... Well, that's what, they, what, that's a, what a metastasis would be. I right. mean, it, the the... the the ability of that one rogue cell to carry the burden on its own fails and the system of it that it created on its own breaks down and there's spillage and, and that spillage is a rogue cell converting into multiple rogue cells or spilling into other healthy tissues and tainting it's the old spoil one bad 
apple spoils, spoils the, the whole bunch. bunch, right? And that's that's kind of what you're looking at. And these cells are designed to do these things and to protect us, but then it gets it gets off. It gets off because we keep going down this wrong path, yeah. and it gets harder and harder. And it's pulling against you, and it's pulling against you, and you're you're getting sicker and sicker, and more and more and more frustrated. I mean, just think of how many people come in. Because I remember when my wife had eczema, she, we did this, you know, stool test, and uh, and and it the test was expensive, and the test came back that she indeed had many parasites. And I was a little upset because I mean, I'd spent like almost 450 bucks on a test that said many. There was no quantitative, like, you know, you had a thousand parasites, you know. And so I called the company up like, I need to understand what I paid money for because I just spent. I thought you were better than this. Yeah, that's right. I was, I was, I'm a little disappointed. All right. And um, and they and, and then they go, well, Dr. Chapa, um, the, we don't have technology that measures more than 10,000 parasites. And so when we put many, that would tell us to tell you that the test uh, says that there's more than 10,000 parasites. It's interesting, just that little wording thing right there, because many to you in your lay language meant we Thou don't know. Yeah. That we don't know. And that's what made you mad. Yes. Isn't that they were like, you're like, <laughs> well, well, what, many, are, what do I okay, do with many? More than two. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, you're not giving me any information. But they actually had a very strict definition of what that many was. Yeah. they ha It was well, more than 10,000. Well, and then to listen to the way that, okay, so you said that a parasite in and of itself isn't bad. It's just doing whatever it is that it does. It's just living, right? And and it's living according to it the parameters for which calls it by definition a parasite. The, yeah, the design. It oh. just happened to be a rogue cell that wasn't managed well in a human specimen. Uh, in this case, my bride. So I was like, this ain't going to fly, right? I mean, as the head of the home, I got to take care of my family. All right. Even at the cellular level. That's a big responsibility. <laughs> I mean, and how many people don't know how to do this stuff? They don't know that it's possible that they could have 10,000-plus bugs running around rogue agents that are causing disruption and destruction in the body at any given moment. Like right now, if they have tummy aches, headaches, if they have hormone glitches, infertility, if they have rashes, if they have high blood pressure, I mean, all those could be indicators. You, I mean, you can just go to the the— conversation I, I go back to is for for me like one of the realities was I, th I thought everybody was supposed to be exhausted like that's I mean, like all of their life or like in their 30s life. or like, well I mean certainly once you're 30 and if you have a child I mean it's like a guarantee you're a gonna guarantee, be exa right? exhausted like I mean have you ever oh, have you ever so hung, sad have you ever hung around a bunch of moms what do they talk about how tired they how are, tired <laughs> they are. And, I mean there's some come on moms y'all can come to living well we'll figure out a way to help but, you live and, and, better and get more energy. Absolutely, but there's. But they don't know. They don't know, yeah. and I didn't know, and that's why I came to work with you because once I found out that there was a secret, mm. right? That if I could, like, it's almost like there's a secret out there, and we're 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 duped into thinking, dude, you know, young mom, you're so tired, you don't well, have time to cook, okay. you don't have energy to cook. Go to your page forty-five. It in in this uh, fearfully and wonderfully made book. 
and it says the body is more like a fountain than it is a sculpture. Right, constantly and, changing, and, that, and that, constantly he says constantly being renewed, meaning if you're tired, you're not being renewed because by definition, tired should be relieved with rest. rest. Yeah. Right. Yes. Fatigue, which would be by definition constantly tired, is not being relieved by rest so or renewed. So you're looking at that cellular energy, that cellular um, structure not working. And that's if when in its most ideal way. And you know there are things in life that make us tired. I'm not. I'm. I'm you, you can't. But again, tired is relieved with rest. It's okay to be tired. It's you put okay a hard day in. You mentally work things through. You get in the outside and work your butt off. You do what you need to do, and you go. But did you give your body what it needed to, to cellularly regenerate? And if we mm. don't do that, and we do that, and we make that mistake, so it's like you go back to your 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 guy with the water. Well, if you make that mistake. One day, it ain't gonna hurt you. Not you, a big you'll deal. You'll survive. Yeah. Not, not only will you survive, but you'll hardly notice. Blip in the radar. Yeah. But if you do it today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day for forty years, yeah. Mistake colossal. Man, mistake <laughs> colossal. Well, you know, I think that a lot of times, if we just use this little idea again, so it says, you know, this is we're talking about a book called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, and and how the cells. Are renewed regularly so this guy says the body is more like a fountain than it is a sculpture well how many doctors today say well that's what happens when you get older that's the sculpture mentality you're accepting that just because you're 30 there is a paradigm the of I suck start breaking down and I'm just gonna continually suck in my 40s and 50s and and there's nothing to look forward to but if you go talk to centenarians people that have lived to be a hundred they all have three things in common you know what those are they have something to live for, whether it's a dog, a cat, a kid, whether it's God, whether whatever. They, they just commonality thread. It, they had something to live for. They didn't have metal and crud in their teeth. They had actually they actually specifically said they had virgin teeth, wow. meaning teeth that weren't what tampered with in any way. So the power of the mouth. OK, so your mouth is a very strong indicator of good health. So if you've got root canals and crowns and fillings galore, and every time you go in, you dread going in because you know they're going to be they got a drill in their left pocket and your wallet in their right. I'm sorry, and, uh, <laughs> and, and 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 you're worried because every time you go, you've got problems in your mouth. That's an indicator of bad health. So virgin teeth, you know, something to live for. Virgin teeth, and they weren't on medications; they were drug free. the The top three things that centenarians the, that they studied so from 1980 to, to like 2004 and uh, this i think was, it's getting harder and harder though to be yes. drugs to be drug free the average because american's we, on five medications because at 40 we're very quick to reach to medications yes. you know i mean how many times you know that colicky baby what's well, easier they, they want they want it is easier to take an antibiotic because we have a rash that won't go away or an outbreak that we don't understand, like, because it's not normal to have an ulcer on your leg or to have um, staph that won't go away or you know, a reoccurring ear infection. The problem is, is when you keep dropping a drug on it, you don't allow the immune system to upregulate to do its job and to fix right? it and figure you it out. You don't allow the body to do its and job. That's that you don't allow the body to mindset of time. Take, well, time, 
man, that's a hard thing. And that's with our cultural society where we're in this society of instant gratification. Mm. I don't, I don't want to wait. I don't want to be sick for a week. What if you're sick for a week the first time you get sick, but then the next time your body knows how to do it and you don't even know that you're sick? And that's one of the hard things is sometimes those first times through. And that's, I, th- I think we get, we get scared, you know, as moms, we get scared, our baby's sick, and we want them better yesterday. And it's hard. And so some It's of hard to watch, some, especially your young suffer. There's no question. Right. And, and, so and, 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 and you feel like you're helpless and uh, trying to get stuff at, you know, toward to them. But I mean, I think that goes back to I've had patients come in thinking that they're eating well, that they're gluten free, they're already dairy free, whatever. But yet they're they're eating a snack food, uh, applesauce, and they have like six or eight a day of those. And I'm like, no, no, no that, that, that's a lot of sugar. Like when the second ingredient is sugar, that's a problem. Well, then, okay, so what if they're eating the applesauce that doesn't have added sugar? I mean, I still think that that's a problem because— Because we wouldn't w- eat that many apples. I was say, where in history have we ever had so much access to fruit every year day? Year-round, year-round. Every day. Right, and that's, and that's one of the things that our body systems didn't, don't have to do anymore. We don't have to adapt. We live in a, a, a world of an abundance. The Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden. All the fruit. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, there's a part of me that actually believe, feels and believes, and I don't know if this is. I mean, we could bring Pastor Hallam. Pastor Hallam, we need you. <laughs> uh, 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 we have a golden mic for you. Um, uh, you know, the, the we that the fr- we are fru- we were fruitarians in the garden, and and the reason I say that is because when I read through the um, the G- Genesis creation story. I hear fruit of the vine, you know, uh, that we are the fruit of the tree. The only reference really to the, the seed-bearing plants is just every seed-bearing plant is for our, you know, use. It uh, doesn't necessarily talk about consumption until we're kicked out the garden and God says, I have cursed the ground and you will toil with the ground in order to get any value out of the plants. This, it's like once we got kicked out, now, all of a sudden, we have to become vegetable atarians. Dadgummit, I like the idea of being a fruititarian, you know? <laughs> I, mean, don't, I mean, doesn't that sound so much more lovely? But it does sound like paradise, right? I mean, when you think of a, a commercial in Hawaii, they always have a big pineapple, <laughs> and they have like, or you're thinking Florida, you think oranges, or you think monkeys, and you think bananas. I mean, you don't, I mean, do, does you, that you all monkeys on. really eat is bananas? Is that your paradise? Eating monkeys? Eating no, bananas, eat monkeys. Eating, eating, Mon- <laughs> Whoa, easy, easy. There's probably somebody sensitive to animal lovers out there. You know? I know. Well, we're just but you, we're just you, we're just like, abusing the hit, fruit over you here. You hit me over here with this idea of you know I had this vision of you sitting around with the monkeys eating bananas and it yes I, it made me mess yes. with my words a little. <laughs> not not hanging out with bananas eating monkeys, but the other. I'll tell you what around. my paradise would be if if we if it, we could truly be in the Garden of Eden uh, and, and be and fruitarian. It would be just mangoes. That's all I want is mangoes. <laughs> just mangoes. And they're and they're already peeled. Oh, they they would definitely have to be peeled. And cubed. cubed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, my favorite fruit of all time. That, well, probably one of the hardest ones to get into. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But yet we live in this culture where whether it's a if you go down the baby food aisle, I mean, you can get, you know, quote unquote 
some sort of mango puree and 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 it's an abundance of and that's one of the things when you start looking at like even baby's first foods that are in the stores today it's fruit 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 with maybe a little bit of a vegetable what should it really be you know it really ought to be vegetable 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 vegetable. and man you should wait until they're 12 13 14 months before you drop a fruit in there because the minute you don't have to develop a sweet palate you know what i mean it's very natural and and no cell below your taste buds wants sugar not not in the abundance not in and that's correct. And that's, Not like, that's in what, the I think that's where we get. We I think we are, we get confused. Like we don't even know what abundance, how much is too much, when it comes to. And fruit. but I think that's the that's the frustrating thing for people, parents. I mean, I mean, even we got kids. We get it, <laughs> and we see what kids eat and exposed to at church, you know, at parties. Uh, I mean, there's always a celebration. There's always a reason to eat junk food, and. But going back to. We have there is a level of sacrifice that has to be made there. There's a which the sacrifice may simply be just education. Like you need to be educated to know that you have to be intentional with your cells, health and vitality and restorative renewal power. If you don't put good nutrition in, then the cells don't have the tools to remodel themselves, to evolve themselves, to re-strategize and attack against some new foreign invader that might come into town. Right. They can't do their job. You or, or, cellular... if, or if you coddle them too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> Think about how we always say, like with drug addicts, right? You're enabling them. Stop enabling them. Or you have an invalid, so to speak, right? And, and, and you tie their shoes. No, no. But they have, but they're, but they're able to tie their shoes. But they've come so accustomed to you serving them and over coddling them and you know overkill. I think it all that goes again back to that instant gratification, right? Like I don't have time <sighs> to wait for you to tie your shoes, kid. Like this yeah. Is, so let me just do it. It's easier do it. to do it. For it's you. so yeah. much easier um, to do those things than to help someone learn how to tie their shoes. So That's, the cells have to. So that basically, he's saying that the cells, when in synergistic alignment, they will they will perform their duties and allow the body to synergistically function as a as a whole as a as a productive as a member single, of society as a single unit. And then the picture then is now if each single unit, and I think this is one of the um, cha- challenges when we see people that aren't well they can't perform in the body of christ the way they would otherwise be able to yeah it's i mean when you're sick and beat up it's hard to give out it's impossible really how i mean it's just really impossible i mean let's just face it and those scenarios those little situations um if if we take care of each other in grace and love through those little seasons then we rebuild the body of Christ. Well, We're constantly. I'm, I'm thinking of a building an, that, uh, that, uh, that fountain. Another movie reference, Tron, the second one, and one of the main characters. So, he does this on purpose because he knows I haven't seen any movies. I know, but this so is one like, little part. He's like, let me tell you if about this movie. Gardy had the ability to pull this up on YouTube and let our Facebook people crew see this, uh, but basically, <laughs> I'll just kind of paint the picture. So right? close your eyes. You're getting you know, story, if you're story driving, time. don't. <laughs> Close your eyes. That's dangerous. Story time. Story time. But if we talk about that, we're talking about cells. We're talking about regeneration. 
And there's this one part where uh, this uh, girl gets injured and she loses an arm, gets like cut off. So she has no arm. And but she's this special like digital breed, what he calls bio digital jazz, man. And um, and (laughs) it's my favorite word. I love it. And, And so he like takes her bio digital jazz DNA and he pulls it up on a on a mainframe, if you will. And he starts rotating it and looking. He expands it, and he's, like, going deeper. And, and, and so now he's bypassing the hole, and he's going into the tissues or the organs. And then the organs he opens up, and he's like, nope, that's something still. I can tell it's here. And he goes a little deeper into uh, the, the, the cell and then into the cell matrix. And he goes, it's the coding, he says, it's so complex. But when you find the glitch and he reaches in and he finds this little spot and he just plucks it out and he mm. just flicks it out and he, and he goes look at that look at that you can see the the dna begin to reconnect and to stabilize and he like resets it and all of a sudden in seconds the arm completely regenerates right before your eyes and boom i'm thinking that's what we do as practitioners we're constantly finding that little glitch and we're plucking it out whether it's sugar, whether it's overconsumption, whether it's not enough water, whether it's not enough minerals, whether it's a chemical, uh, whether it's metal, whatever we're exposed to. like, And isn't it as simple as a question? Like, God has given us a, a comforter. What do we call him? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is like our guide here on earth. And and. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It's okay if you don't fully understand this cell matrix that we're talking about. Just recognize that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And and recognize that there is a sacrifice that you get to participate in in order to make the cells synergize. I think that's pretty rad. It's fascinating, right? And so you, you look at that, and I, I think you know your, your movie reference is awesome. Um, but I think it's also, it just goes to, it just points right back at our culture. Like if we could just pluck it out and it all regenerate instantly, <laughs> but some of the cells in our body regenerate very, very, very slowly. And so some of the cellular turnover, so like bone cells, they re, they regenerate when we're born every year. But as we get to adulthood, it's every seven years. Hmm. And so I, I, I want to regenerate like my newborn. Yeah. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Quick, fast, in a hurry. And that's not like the physiology says that's not always Well, I mean, always I, I think every generation that we're away from Eden, um, it seems faster. I think that some people argue, you know, to make a point that medicines have created a longevity. But I always come back and say, but did it increase vitality? Right. You know, if I'm if I'm decrepit, if my mind is gone, what value am I making in society as a whole? What benefit to those extra 10, 20 years? Yeah. I almost become a parasite. We hear that so, so often. Right. That some people live an entire lifetime. You know, they'll people that, you know, sometimes you'll hear of people that die young and you're like, man, like that dude gave it all for 41 years. Right. I mean, and we don't know. We don't. We, we we all come with that expiration date, and we don't know if it's forty-one years or one hundred and forty-one years. Really, you know, 
somebody's going to try to beat 141? Well, we might as well. I mean, you're... I'm good. Uh, I, you're I, good? I don't want to live. <laughs> yeah, but you know why you don't want to live 141 years? Yes. Because the I because you know, you know that what you've seen is that those last 80 years could be rough. Right? If you could live with the vitality of an 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old. Yeah, you'd want to live forever. You'd want to live forever. Like isn't that the way it was set up in the Garden of Eden? We, I mean, we were yeah, but I don't, I don't know that we were eating whatever we want anytime we wanted. I mean, we had a, we had jobs. I mean, God had expectations, and I think somehow we've been. We've well, our job is, if you go back to the Garden of Eden, our job is relationship, relationship to God, right? That was. Yeah, that but was, it, seem, it seems like we we've somehow, we've gotten on the the rat race wheel of. To do's, to do's, to do's, to do's, and it, it is always a to do. But I think that, I think that goes back to, you know, getting kicked out of that garden, is that sin I think basically put us in the. It might make you mad, but the it may can it should make you mad a little bit. But on the flip side, you know that God, you know, redeemed us. He came back for us. I mean, mm. He came. He He sent His only Son to die on the cross for us. Like he wasn't content with our bad decision as human beings. He wasn't content and just let it go. He went on and he said, hey, I, I am going to reconcile these people to myself and I'm going to create this body, this body of Christ. And we, we really, we, we have a second chance every day at building that body of Christ, of building that relationship with Christ. That's... That's a pretty huge gift to give to people who, you know, couldn't even handle avoiding eating one bad apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was, he's constantly looking out for us and building our bodies. And so when we think about it, when, when we make those sinful decisions, we're only looking out for me. I'm worried about me. I'm taking care of me. And so you go back to those cells. Um, if you go back to an amoeba, what's an amoeba? A single-celled organism. A single-celled organism that does pretty much everything that humans do. It eats. It moves. It excretes waste, right? That's it. does everything that humans do. But it, what is its position in the body? Does it actually get to serve? or be, It doesn't. It's only when it... When it you know, when you look at it compared to the white blood cell in the human body, what's the difference? Uh, it doesn't. Get, it's not providing value to the whole. It's not providing value to the whole. It's only worried about itself. So that would be the definition of a rogue cell or a parasite, or. So it's something that just. It's not. There is no something. It's a taker. It's a taker. It's yeah. a complete taker. The white blood cell. What happens? When the white blood cell senses danger, that something's going wrong in the human body. Uh, the immune system goes to action. It goes to action. It says, go, go take care of this. At, almost, at often, at sometimes, the expense of that cell. Yeah, it'll kill it. Sometimes it'll have to kill it. And it's pretty awesome. Thank God the spleen's there. <laughs> it's one of his jobs, you know. Yeah, to build to build more, right? Because we're well, more and like to a, destroy the old worn out red uh, uh, worn out ones or ones that may be problematic that won't learn. Because the human body is more like a fountain 
than a statue, as he says. I know, but I mean, you know, but there go there go and lies the the painful reality. Like the, I mean, really, I'm, I might I may have to kill off some of my bad stuff. I have to prune, you know, what d- isn't being producing fruit, uh, so to speak, producing value uh, in order to get more value. I I think there's there's a few things there. There's the how how do I know which you know what's producing fruit and what's not? How do I actually go about cutting it off? I mean, when you say this detox word, you know, what does that really mean? And I mean, I don't I, you know because immediately somebody goes, well, I don't want to spend all day on the bathroom. <laughs> right. I mean, they have right. a, such a misconception about what a, 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 a detox. detox is. You know, no, no, it's just a 21 day vacation see, from stress some and people, stimulants. Some people have had experiences with things called detox. Again, goes back to your definition of your words. Many parasites. Oh, wait, that's more than 10,000. Detox I mean, for us doesn't mean that, right? Right. Detox is but, but a vacation could. I mean, from what stimulants. if they're so what if they're so jacked up, they got so much in filth and debris built up in their body, their body just said, oh, they're healthy enough to dump this. I'm dumping it. Right. I mean, that's what happened to Tiff. Uh, it was tw- she lost 20 pounds in like three months. But And how often, if you don't have somebody walking through that with you and you're not willing to communicate, like this is why we tell our patients all the time, you got to communicate with us because they have these experiences where things start to detox and things start to slough off. And instead of their situation getting immediately better, they have this little rough patch mm-hmm. where they have to, you know, where they have to walk through. I think the that rough patch process. is what we call the healing and observation period. Rashes pop up, allergies or you know drainage kind of enhances. Maybe they, they. I mean, I had this. I have this gal that she had a ton of uh, uh, aryth- arrhythmic heart func- activity. So um, she had the 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 newest autoimmune uh, condition of the heart, uh, the AFib which if people don't realize that's a autoimmunity of the heart uh, she can feel her heart fl- you know doing weird things in her chest the cell the heart cells are are giving us negative check engine lights and every time I'd see her I mean she would just be very angry cantankerous frustrated with the process and and it was and there was a season where you know, life wasn't like that for us. It was pretty good, and we, we were moving forward just fine. But then stress happened, and then life, other life events happened that derailed her, and then that led to one of these, you know, not-so-wise choices. And that led to another, to another, to another. And before you know it, she's off completely on her diet. She's got this case of the suddenlies. I just gained 40 pounds overnight. Um, my heart's doing crazy things. The doc says it can't be fixed. The, I, I, am, I got three, four medications, and now I'm on a thyroid. And, and before you know it, she's overweight, she's cantankerous, she's frustrated, and she fell off the the, the, the path. But you, you brought up a point there at the beginning of that, that you call them negative check engine lights, right? And so often when our body gives us that negative feedback, we get mad. Mm. We should be thankful. We should. Thankful. Like, I I want my body to tell me when I put something in that it didn't like. That it didn't like. That's not good for me. I mean, wouldn't it be so much easier? I mean, nobody would eat sugar if they saw it kill them. Instant negative check engine light. Every time. Every time. If you collapse to the ground every time, you might stop that. You'd stop that pretty quick. 
We 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 it'd be have, it's we're interesting. much better. We we like so when we get those negative check engine lights, we often are like, Well, it's not bad enough. And that's our mentality of not doing anything till we're sick. That's right. That's not wellness. Wellness is we do something when we're well. When we're well, what can I do? Yeah. And what can I do this little bit, this little bit, this That's little what bit. we call the supportive care uh, phase of our pr- programs. You know, we have that, you know, five steps to health. And, and that last phase is where the, the health and wellness habits are natural to you. You're consciously, or you're unconsciously competent. You don't even think about, you're always no so cheese, please. Right you're always no we, sugar. That was right back to where we started, right? The sacrifice seems so hard. Until you know how to do it. And then it becomes easy. It's just the way it always is. And you, we talk about the, the crazy diet that you've been on for a little over a year, right? And how hard it is and that other people don't want to do it. Yeah. But if everybody did diet like that, it's easy. And why couldn't we? Why shouldn't we? Well, I mean, what, what do you eat? I, I eat eggs every morning. I have um, Ezekiel muffin every day. Uh, I get vegetables, I get spinach, red leaf lettuce, I get asparagus, I get Brussels sprouts, I get chicken, fish, turkey, eggs, So, So plenty shrimp. of variety. I mean, I, I don't so feel like I'm limited at all. So plenty of variety. You eat regularly, and it's, you know. But so people look at it like they, I, have, they have, I have two heads. Well, they look at it like I'm crazy. But yet, I mean, I mean. Who doesn't? I mean, there's a lot of shrimp lovers out there. There's a lot of fish lovers out there. There's a lot of meat eaters, and and so so. But it becomes e- it's easy once you know how to do it. I was going to say that's the that's the part. It, it takes planning. You can't accidentally eat that right, way. Right, it right. takes you know have to be strategic about it and plan because of the way our culture is set said, up. Right. Because of the way our culture is set up. And I think there's another la- layer of frustration is people they not only do they not know how to, but learning a new skill is oftentimes well, and you a had hard to, thing you, to do. You've had to reach out for help, right? Like yeah. you have somebody that helps you cook those meals so that they're always ready. And so w- we have to navigate how that looks and how that looks for us and for in, our kids. In, and in so, society. And so it may or may not be doable to do your diet, but there's there's variety. But there's got to be, a, there's gotta be so, a gradient. That's one of the things I always tell people. I said, you know, don't compare yourself to like where I'm at. Yeah, because it's easy for you now. What It wouldn't have been easy for you at 15. Right. It would not have been easy for you at 15. And so things that are easy for us now, you know, we have uh, one of our patients, you know, uh, she came in when we were starting a detox at the beginning of 2020, right? And she mm. was not going to do it, not going to do it. That sounded like the most ridiculous thing ever. It was impossible, impossible. And who would do that? And, you know, we finally, 2021, got her to do the detox. And now she's like, okay, I'm on my second or third one, right? So now it's easy because she spent the time. She took the time. She put some of the nutrients in. One to, degree of change. Yeah, she put the nutrients in over the months and months and months and months. So her cellular health was better. And now here she is. Hmm. A detox is easy. It's not easy when you start out. So that's what we, that's our goal is to help you. How can I help you make it easy? And I think that, you know, coming just ending the show this morning like it's we are fearfully and wonderfully made and life starts and stops at the cellular level and so what you feed your body matters uh what you nourish the body with or not uh the you know the opposite matters it's always say like you know what you eat's important but what you 
Don't eat. Don't eat is more important because if you constantly are putting in toxins, anything your body cannot use, and expect your body to run like a well-oiled race car, ripping and roaring around a racetrack at high-performance level speeds, I mean, you're 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 foolish. I mean, yeah. th there's no way the body can perform like that. So, like you know, I, I've been saying lately, it just hit me. You know, we can't outrun a bad diet. You can't outrun stress. And good luck if you try to outrun bad nights of sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, and so there's there is a there's there's a level of you've got to take the bull by the horns. Like we all have to just go ahead and. The bitter pill is you've got work to you get, do. You get to, you have to do work. And, right. and but the good news is is there's a team of people, there's tribes out there at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center. We we want to be your health and wellness resource for all anything that happens in your life. I mean, we want to walk with you through those challenges, the stresses of life, the challenges of life. And 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 it's, and it's not always fair, right? You know, we we don't want you to suffer. Right. But yet if you're if there is suffering, yeah, uh, we 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 want to try to be a voice of reason to help you navigate the suffering uh, that is seemingly painful, and uh, and then when you are well and we're making those natural healthy habits, that we celebrate that we Absolutely. are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that aren't and we're, thankful. we're doing it together. We're thankful. We're for thankful what we for have, togetherness. For togetherness and what we can do together, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to bring out you know what was in this book is that i just the appreciation of all the trillions of cells in the body and how they work together and to allow that picture of the body of christ working together and if we take care of our bodies what how we can better serve the body of christ and that's what uh, this picture is and so uh, this is only the first section of this book right like it's only a section about cells so i might have to come back oh wow that's <laughs> incredible well guys thank you very much for tuning in living well clinical nutrition center share like and comment uh, in about what you learned today and just be thinking about the intentionality what can you do today to live better be better and stay better if you have questions if you have need of help 281-554-8600 come visit us at our website justlivewell.com and make sure that you stop by let us help you serve you and teach you how to be the best version of you each and every day as you live on this planet so god bless you guys we will talk to you guys soon this is kta radio 99.5 fm